Welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am the vet of the group. My name is Dwight. It's at 517-2214. Joined again with another week with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, young SJ. SJ, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? I'm good, man. You know, it was an interesting week of basketball, but uh, our maths... I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a little salty about yesterday, everything that transpired. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had a really good football week, college football weekend, but yeah, basketball stunk. So <laughs> let's, uh, man, I guess, I guess we'll get straight into it. Would you see around the league that, you know, kind of open your eyes? Um, what teams impressed you or what? I don't know, rumors or event came out that it really, really caught your eye, I believe. Well, I think I can start off with the Rockets. Um, we touched on them a bit um, last week, talking about um, has, you know, have, um, or has, you know, Steven Silas been given a, you know, fair shot at the head coaching job over there. And now there are reports coming out that John Wall, uh, the initial report was that John Wall wants to play. So he's, you know, opened back that dialogue of um, John Wall playing for the Rockets again. And the second report that came out about it is that um, he wants to play and start, but the Rockets want him to come off the bench. So there's um conflict there. And that kind of ties into something that we've been saying on the pod, you know, um, that, vets and young guys and all that like it, they don't mix you know it's, it's kind of rare that you see a great like kind of relationship um or like a cohesive I guess relationship between vets and like you know young guys like an example being San Antonio with Kawhi how um that was a nice kind of rebuilding kind of or developing type of situation with a young guy versus vets competing for championships like another example on the other side of the coin, um, just last season, Golden State, um, they tried to give minutes to James Wiseman to develop, and it didn't really work out well um, in terms of them trying to complete for a playoff spot. Ultimately, they lost their playoff spot. So, um, but it, it's hard. Essentially, my whole point is that it's hard to um, kind of balance vets who maybe want to complete or in this case just want to play John Wall just wants to play and start you know under his terms he wants to play and start because kind of you have to understand where he's coming from he's getting paid 44 million dollars at the end of the day I know everyone was saying that or you're getting paid 40 M's to do nothing but that's that's kind of his livelihood at the end of the day you know playing basketball he gets joy from that so he wants to play and the Rockets they want to prioritize their young guys so I I don't understand how it's going to play out. Um, you'd hope that John Wall probably just takes the compromise and comes off the bench. By the end of the day, these guys' egos, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, that was one team I wanted to touch on. What about you? Yeah, it's funny. Maybe we should start talking about this before beforehand. But mine was the Rockets as well. Um, just because, you know, literally, like you said a week ago, we were questioning Stephen Silas's job and you know they won two straight against teams they should have lost to so uh it shows me they they really really want to win um well they really mess with the coach but 
I also kind of don't like it because uh, I'll touch on, I guess we'll talk about the Kings as well. These teams, like the Rockets don't want to win. They just don't want to stink. So I don't know if they're, I, if they start winning and start holding on to their vets to try to stack some wins, I think they're going to take potential trade pieces that we need, you know, as a, as as the Mavs, or not even just as the Mavs are concerned, just out of the bucket. Um, I definitely think that's going to take place with the Kings because, like, I, I think if you would have kept Blue walking there, they would have stunk. They would have eventually just dumped everything at the deadline because they would have they 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 would have realized they're in a position where they they'd be too far back from the player. But now with Alvin Gentry, I don't think Alvin Gentry is a great coach, but I think Lou Walton was horrible. And whatever they whatever he had going on with Marvin Bagley, and I, I like I don't think Marvin Bagley is that great. But dude, how you just not play him at all, right? You 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 got him playing what once a week, couple. 10 minutes a game. So I just look at those two situations and I, I, I really don't, th- I like that they fought for Silas. The John Wall situation, when I thought they just didn't want to play him at all. I didn't know like there was uh, a discussion about him coming off the bench. That was recent. That was yeah, like okay. Part, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, because that, I'm, I'm pro John Wall because I'm like, dog, the, the league got to do something about this. You can't just let you know what i'm saying you can't just force a vet to go away unless he agrees to yeah. it no, it was a mutual agreement like at first then wall wall wanted to play and opened up at the conversation and they said fine you can play but we want you to come off the bench and he was like no i want to start so that's where they are right now conflict yeah. between yeah and, and to me yeah. like you can't pick and choose like if they gonna let you play you got to come off the bench. I don't see why yeah. he, would, he would have that smoke. So I thought they were just shelving him on purpose for no good reason. It's like, all right, fam. Like, I get you. You want to start, but you, you, they playing you. As long as you're getting adequate minutes, go ahead and get out there. And I don't know. We'll, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Where that, because I don't think he's, the reporting is, I guess he's not leaving any money on the table. Is that, is that correct? Like, yeah, there's no buyout. Yeah, he he wants every cent. So yeah. we'll just see. It's a, it's an interesting game of chicken. Maybe that's what his plan is. Like, well, I want to play, but I want to start. I can't call it. But uh, moving on to like the the other team that I mentioned, you know, Sacramento fire finally fired Lou Walton. <sighs> Lou Walton should have got fired a long time ago, man. But I want players off the Kings. And I think there's other teams that teams around the NBA want off the Kings, and I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they, they, you know, their owner is dead set on making a play-in or or better, and I think they're going to keep them dudes together as long as they're within shouting distance. And just with average coaching, I think they have a roster. I think they have a top 10 in the West talent-wise roster. I do. And, um, you know, we'll see. It, it ought to be interesting. I, I I really want to try to get Marvin Bagley about it there for free or, you know, for for not giving up a lot. But I, I think that's over. Yeah, I I mean, I think in Marvin Bagley's case, I think at this point he has to get traded. I feel like there's at the like it's 
yeah, he's playing now, and he played some good minutes in their uh, triples and triple overtime win yeah. against the Lakers. So yeah, he's playing well now for them, but I I feel like there's just too much bad blood, like that has been kind of there and spilt between the two. So I still think he needs a fresh start. I don't know if he's gonna be like a trade deadline kind of guy or off season. Um in a sign and trade or something. So um I don't know. His situation is interesting to see. I know Mass fans, he's one of the guys that they're like hyper hyper fixated on. Yeah. Getting, oh, let's trade for him now. But you do you really think like seriously, like looking at like the business side of it, the politics side of it, do people really think the Kings are gonna trade as Marvin Bagley? No, they're not. They're not doing that. They're not giving Luca Marvin Bagley. That's just not happening. Like yeah. just on the pride side of you know, politics side of business. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Not I gonna think happen. we I think we talked about this before, and I think both of our conclusion was like even if we had the best deal, they wouldn't trade him to us just off of how it looks. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Even if we were given more than another team, just out of general principle, they wouldn't send him here. So that's yeah, something. unless we're like overpaying to the max, and why would you do that for Marvin Bagley? You know what I mean? Shit, at this point, I don't, oh, even, hell no. I don't even think he's Bagley, good, but no, I don't even think he's that good. I, I don't even think he's that good. I just yeah, yeah. the way them. Man, I try not to drop in bombs on this joke. The way them niggas looked out the night, uh, dog, our big men are a joke. It, yeah, it, but not if you're gonna. No, no, no. Yes, our big big men are jokes, but in terms of how I view, in terms of money situation, you don't want to overpay for it. That's how we get stuck with Dwight Powell. Paying eleven million dollars. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You I'm do not want to overpay. Back this is a. I. You know, me and you. <laughs> We talked before, before I, I'm not gonna ruin it. We'll get into it later, but I'm just really, really disappointed and concerned with the Mavs after that game. And I know it's one game. I know it's. Oh no! Don't worry. We're, we're probably I, on the same page, but yeah, I know. It, I know it feels reactionary, but yeah, that that was such a telling loss to me. But anyway, um, something else around the league that is kind of interesting about it's kind of eye opening, man. We talked about the Lakers stinking, and we just kind of left alone after like a week or two of the season. But how, how you 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 think they coming out of this? Like, how do you think they resolve this outside of roster moves? Okay, so first of all, I feel like the Lakers roster, like I okay, so a lot of pre or power rankings or like pre you know season analysis and predictions. A lot of it had the Lakers at the top, so. Yeah. A lot of people, you can list your concerns, and I know everyone everyone had concerns. You know, a lot of ink was spilled about the concerns about the Lakers, but despite those concerns, everyone still had them at the top of their prediction lists or whatever. So in that case, no one should really be doing victory laps laps, because everyone got it wrong. At least no one thought the Lakers would struggle this bad coming out the gate. And... I'm concerned in that sense that, damn, like all of our like kind of worst fears or worst case scenarios are happening. That usually doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, most of them happen at the same time. It's like, oh, there's no way um, they'll play two bigs with Russell Westbrook in the lineup 
well they sure did <laughs> and it's working out the way we all thought the, the worst one at that yes exactly DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan and the, everything that you kind of hope that didn't happen like on the negative side is happening at the same time you know you have Anthony Davis and I feel like there's a lot of harsh kind of dialogue kind of happening kind of surrounding Anthony Davis at the moment and I call it harsh because it's like he's not playing terribly like in a vacuum like it's not like he's been stinking it up in every single game and all that like he's not he's had some great games he's had some good games he's had some bad games just like you know every other player but he gets a little you know harsher treatment because one he plays in LA you have always have to factor that in LA New York all those kind of you know large franchises media heavy franchises you're gonna get um harsh treatment when you're not playing well or when you're the team is losing so that's what's happening in this case and he gets harsher treatment because of that and because of the fact that the dialogue surrounding him after he won a ring he was it's better talked than about yeah yeah he was get the gas was crazy yeah, people were saying he was better than Tim Duncan and granted granted that wasn't what the majority was saying that was just a few people that just you know took it too far but that was something that was still being uttered you know what I mean there was a dialogue at the end of the day and that shouldn't be a conversation <laughs> to, just to be respectful that should not even be a conversation Anthony Davis versus Tim Duncan having said like all that um he has to play better at the end of the day like yes the criticism is harsh but he still has to play better because he was supposed to be a top five player at this point in his career like if you look back at everything that was said at um about Anthony Davis like when he first started and when he was developing when he, in his young career he was supposed to be the best player in the league or one of the best play, players in the league look back like <laughs> you could pull up all the receipts you could see what people were saying about him they expected him to be a top five player at the very least at this point in his career and can you say that about Anthony Davis no he's not top five right now and I know injuries have played a part you know he had the calf injury last season that might have you know took something away from him we don't know but I just I at this point he's been disappointing in a vacuum as well so he has to he just has to play better and Westbrook he's coming along I know everyone was talking about him and his fit but he's started to play better as of late and Braun he's finally healthy that's a big piece that you also have to um kind of consider in all this because the team is you know built around LeBron he's the best player at this point and He's getting healthy. He had a terrible game against the Kings. <laughs> I can say he it was it was a bad game, horrible game. He was just chucking threes, horrible shot selection. Um, so LeBron has to play better as well. And I I just think their biggest issue isn't even the stars, you know, not even playing well or this or anything like that. It's their defense. They cannot defend anything. And, you know, like this, this, this is a common theme. Like they lost a lot of defense. Everyone knows this. They let Caruso go. Um, KCP's gone. Even Kuzma wasn't a negative defender. Kuzma's gone. Um, 
Marcusol, who they kind of I hated how they treated him. Um, he's not playing, you know. It's or he's gone. So it's like um, I just think that they have bigger issues, and it's gonna be a 2018 cap situation where they trade a lot of pieces at the trade deadline because I I, I think even playing their I wouldn't say best basketball, but even if they play close to their best basketball, that's still not really a, um, a team that I would pick for favorites to win a title. And that those are their expectations. Like no one's expecting the Lakers to, or their ceiling of an expectation isn't that the Lakers are going to make a deep playoff run. They're, they should win a title. So um, they, right now, all those pieces together, it's not it's not title worthy if you're waiting on Trevor Ariza a 36 year old Trevor Ariza to come back from injury to kind of save the team I think your team needs more than that (laughs) I'll just leave it at that yeah I I I don't even the west isn't that great but even with the 2018 Cavs I do think there will be a hard out in the playoffs as long as they're healthy, but do you, if you had to bet money on it, right? Are they a top, do they finish with a top four seed? Hmm. Here's the thing. I can say, I can say yes. Um, or bet money. I don't know if I bet money on it though. That's the thing, but yeah. I, I, I think it's more likely that they do um, finish with a top because Top four seed because if you look at it, they're not passing the Warriors or the um, Suns. We can cancel that. They're not passing. That, that ship already sailed. Yeah, and you could probably say the Jazz too. The Jazz can rattle off some wins. You know, they can go on a run. So let's just say they're not passing the Jazz, the Suns, and the um, Warriors. That's already three teams. So they're kind of fighting with the Mavs, the Nuggets. Um, I'll throw the Trailblazers in there. The Trailblazers. And the Clippers, even the Clippers, I think they're in this tier. I think right now the standings are very much kind of, especially in the West, um, they're very much reflective of the tiers of teams, especially in the West. So, like, except for the Jazz, I would say they're in their kind of own tier. So you have the Suns, the kind of – the Suns, the um, – Warriors, and then you have the Jazz in their own tier. And I think you have the next tier of like you know Nuggets, Clippers, Mavericks, Lakers. I think they're definitely in this tier, um, right now, and they could finish fourth, really, depending on how serious the Mavs get. They should really only be worried about the Mavericks. The Nuggets are too injured. I fear. <laughs> I think the Nuggets, even Jokic is out. I think they're probably too um injured for this. But yeah. I think they could finish top four. Yeah, they do. And as a as a Laker hater, um, <laughs> it'd be wild that we played them in the first round, the four or five. No matter who has the four, no matter who has the five, that would uh, that would be interesting because mm. as bad as they're built, we match up horribly with them in my. Opinion. Oh yeah, that's a horrible matchup. That's a so terrible matchup. I. That would, man, that would suck. We back in the staples getting put out in the first round yet again. So, um, yeah, I I hope they get it together, but I can't see it. Um, I really, really can't see it. Not for the regular season. 
I, th I think they might be toast as far as that regular season goes. But um, as far as it comes to, like, uh, I guess one last thing from uh, around the league, I guess this just broke, what, an hour ago, a couple hours ago. Dragic done left the Raptors. Oh, I'm, just yeah. saying, I'm just saying for a minute. I Personal think, reasons. Right. I'm just saying for a while, I think Buddy is going up here. I think this is just the, the start of it because – they started to lose, and it's kind of weird because they started to lose with uh, uh, when Pascal, when Siakam came back. Like, fam, we, I think they won maybe one game, maybe two games. I think they like one and six or two and five in games he plays. So, not just with Dragic, but I think the team as a whole, it's going to be interesting where they go. It'll be interesting what the situation is for them moving forward. It really will be. Because I, I just don't know. I think Drogic is eventually going to get bought out or traded somewhere at the deadline and bought out for another team, end up in Dallas. But what are they going to do with Pascal? You know, because he, he really don't have a he don't have a spot right now. Like, you got Scotty Barnes, you got OG, and he's not a five. Not OG's four. out, though. Oh, how long is OG out for? Indefinitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. But even then, <laughs> okay, but even, okay, even OG, you know, as long as it's not career-threatening injury, I don't think they have enough minutes for... I, uh, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, like, and I think they need to look at the viability of that long-term, because you got your young pieces, you know, um, and I know Pascal isn't that old, but... I, shoot, man, if I'm a team that tries to make the playoffs but barely misses it and somehow gets a high pick, I think Toronto would be interested for Pascal in the summer. Maybe even they can move him uh, this regular season, but I don't see it. But I, I doubt they move him this regular season. Because yeah. they still, like, you still have to see what you have in Scotty. Like, it's only been you, – you don't want to overreact to, like, 20 games at the end yeah. of the day. So I think if anything, that'd be the earliest I would see them like moving Siakam is definitely next offseason. Yeah, I, it feels like offseason because I think, you know, they're not a Kings level organization, but I don't think Nick Nurse is trying to tank. And I don't think they want to tank. I think they'd be cool with being a tenth through seventh seed and yeah. they, they've shown flashes to where they could get there. So I don't think I think Drogic is gonna get bought out, but I, I don't for a while, I did think they were going to go ahead and blow it up, but nah, they ain't doing that. They'll probably just ride it out. Sans Dragic, send him wherever, uh, or just buy him out and he comes here. But I think they're keeping everybody else, unless that Ben Simmons deal comes to fruition. But I don't know if I see that either, just just to be honest. Yeah, I don't see that either. Um, I mean... Right now, I, I don't know if they, if the Sixers really trust Maxi, and if this is like real for Maxi, they don't need to really target. I mean, I do think they definitely need a little bit more playmaking, but an, another like guard isn't necessary because you also saw the reports about how they were looking at Jeremy Grant too. And I assume they would probably get, you know, filler in that as well so um you might get like a lower level guard back 
but it doesn't have to be you know what I mean it doesn't have to be like a star guard at this point um in terms of a trade package for Simmons so yeah it depends yeah it it had been Simmons situation is just gonna be super interesting how it resolves because I don't um there's there's definitely a clock on and be like you can't just waste the season but at the same time more is dead set on getting maximum value so i i think yeah. he ride, i think he rides into the uh to the deadline like i don't either ben simmons shows up or plays but i don't think uh i don't think a deal is being struck before the trade deadline i just don't i think he's gonna ride it to the to the last to the last little bit of chance to try to get max value but i don't think he uh I don't think they push it to the off season or through the playoffs or nothing like that. Yeah. But uh, man, we went around the NBA, so let's uh, let's get to it. If y'all can tell, even I think even my tone of voice is down because uh, our Dallas Mavericks, looking back at last week um, to start, had a really good uh, had a really good win in, in LA. Um, went to overtime. You know, them boys didn't score. Uh, I don't like the way we got to overtime because we had a 10-point lead with, like, a buck 50 left, and they couldn't throw it in the ocean, and somehow we let them go on a real good run to tie the game up. And But we rebounded. Porzingis looked good. And then we, uh, you know, they literally didn't score a point in those five minutes. So that was a good win, all things being considered. Um before we did the whole home and home, uh, the two road game sets with Phoenix and LA, I just wanted to go two and two. And, you know, I I guess going one and three with where Luke only played one game, because that was before I knew Luke was going to miss those games, I guess is acceptable. But watching those games, man, it just, it just stuck. And then, um, then uh, yeah, last night, Dude, that that was horrible. Last night was horrible to me. Um, to me, it was the worst loss of the season. Um, and people are like, "Well, you know, Washington is good. Uh, it was a close game. Blah 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 blah." Jalen Brunson didn't play. Blah blah. I don't care about none of that shit, man. Like, dog, they they played. It was they what third game in four nights. Spence didn't play. They had a competitive game the night before. They came, it was on the road. Like, dog, that, that had scheduled loss for the Wizards written all over it. Yeah. And we lost. Like, that is so unacceptable to me. And, you know, I'm, I'm so tired of arguing about Willie Colley Stein and Dwight Powell and these bums, though. They're not good. They aren't serious players if you're a serious team. They just ain't. You know it, I know it, we know it. And they aren't a serious team. And we, as long as they play, as long as we need them to play, we just ain't serious. You know it, I know it, it it just, Willie stinks. And I don't want to hear about Moses Brown. Moses Brown maybe is a little better than Willie, but I doubt it. Willie, like Moses, God bless him, like do be lost defensively. Like he does, you can maybe throw him in there to harass 
Daniel Gafford and just be like, hey, you don't move in front of the rim. We're on some type of semblance of a zone during those minutes, but we just, dog, we shouldn't be arguing about these dudes. They ain't no good. And I don't know, man. I, I don't know how this gets fixed without roster turnover. I, I don't. I really, really, really don't. Um, Tim can't throw it in the ocean. Um, you know, we, we are too dependent. Like, even Trey Burke, right? Trey Burke had a decent game of productivity, but he's not really a playmaker. He's not setting anybody else up. So that's why I think Porzingis, you know, died on the vine in the second half. He missed some good shots, but, you know, they did the thing where they ignored him. And I think Luka took bad shots, even though he had a good counting stats game. I don't really like the way he played offense. I don't. I know that sounds crazy, but because no one else could throw one in the ocean, but it was just basically him isolating, and I feel like the ball died, and it, it let a tired team off the hook defensively. But what are you, what are, what's your opinion? I'm just I'm pissed, but I. I want to know how the intellectual looks at it, because, like I said, I'm being, uh, I, 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 I feel like I'm being reactionary, but this team stinks. Like, all my fears were validated in that game last night. It's funny, because we're thinking in, like, the same way. So I definitely wouldn't say you're overreacting, because I look at it like, right now, we're, like, what, 20 games into the season. Most teams are. And that's a good chunk of the season. There's 82 games. 20 is a nice, sizable, um, you know, kind of um, sample size. And in terms of games to go, there's a lot more to go than 20. However, um, I feel like along the way, there's like little tests that you can see if your team like passed or at least checked some box see what kind of team that they will be. And you can kind of mold your expectations from there. And a lot of people, like to me, you can't have expectations of them going to like the Western Conference Finals and those kind of expectations and not um, consider the things that need to happen for them to get there. And what I mean by that is you have to like for them to even like this team as currently constructed for them to even even be a western conference final spread at this point the least the literally the bare minimum that can that can happen at this point is to be a top-seeded team that's not gonna happen and the reason why i don't think so is because of the little tests that they fail to pass along the way and i feel like a game like last night, them versus Washington. Washington, of course, didn't have Spencer Dinwiddie. They were on a back-to-back, like you said. They were a tired team. Like you said, they should have been a schedule loss. Your team, for the most part, yeah, you didn't have Brunson. You didn't have Frankie. No team. That's what the guard play was a little bit wonky. At the end of the day, you had Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis. So you should have won that game. Like, there was no excuse. And they didn't win the game. So you can point to, like, I'm not saying that Luca or Porzingis, Porzingis was the reason that he, why they didn't, like, win that game or whatever. I'm not saying that. But the team's just not good enough, like you said. They're just not good enough. Good enough. Like, 
they are in scraps. They beat the teams like up until this point. I feel like last night was a team that they, you know, a game that they should have won. Up to this point, they quote unquote win the games that they're supposed to, but they can't pull out like wins that they shouldn't. And that's worrying. I feel like no one's really talking about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, good teams are good teams because they not only win the games that they're supposed to, but they pull out wins that they technically shouldn't have gotten. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. pull off an upset or two. We haven't done that so far this season. Like if you look at all the wins, we won every single game we're supposed to, and we haven't pulled off any type of upsets. Unless you call the Clippers game, I, I don't know, maybe last game an upset. I wouldn't really call that an upset. Um, exactly. I think that's a game we should have won, and we did win, which was great. But that's that's what my point. We haven't beat a team that we're supposed like that we're technically not supposed to beat yet. And you can look at it like saying, oh, well, we win games we're supposed to. It's going to balance out eventually. I don't think so. I think by now we should have gotten at least an upset win by now. Well, we haven't. Um, so I am worried. The team is just not good enough. And I'd be more worried if I held expectations of like Western Conference Finals and such. I did not. And at this point, you have to be honest about what the team is. They are, again, a first-round exit. Not necessarily, well, a good part of the reason is because of the makeup of the team. But another reason is that they're just not good enough to do anything of note in the regular season to get, like, a top seed to give themselves a better chance to advance in the playoffs. They just, they're not a a top seed in regular season team at this point. They're just not. It's, it's, um, it's unfortunate. And I look at it by like, when was the last time we had a long win, win streak? Like to teams that have good records, they rattle, rattle off wins. Like yeah. right now, Phoenix is on a fifth, like a 16 game, I believe, win streak. Granted, that's on the extreme side. You know, 16 games is like not every single team is doing that. But like even the mini win streaks right now, the Hawks, I mean, they just lost the Knicks. But prior to that, they had like a seven-game win streak. And, you know, a lot of teams go on, like, the Raptors had like a five-game win streak at one point. We don't go on win streaks like that. Like, we don't. Even last season, we had, I think we only had like maybe two five-game win streaks last season. Maybe a six-game win streak. But that was really it. Like, we're not, I feel like good teams they at least find a nice consistent kind of pattern where they can rattle off seven in a row. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're not there yet. And I was hoping we could have been, I, I tweeted recently. I was like, I hope we don't lose another game until, you know, we have to see the nets and where that could be potentially another game that we steal. But, you know, um, I was hoping that we could have, like, if you look at the schedule, we had the wizard wizards under all the conditions that I mentioned. We have the Pelicans twice. And, I mean, Zion may or may not come back for one of those games. I doubt it, though. Um, but still, that should those should be manageable games. And I think we had the Grizzlies in there. And then Ja, you know, just got injured. So it would be potentially without Ja. So I was looking at some wins. <laughs> like, I was yeah. looking at some wins. I can't lie. And um, I don't know. Now we're, Now I just feel like the team is too vulnerable. 
I think Luca at this point, he's a wild card. And it's crazy to say that because, um, and this is another thing that's funny. I feel like um, a couple months ago, I had asked the question and now it's different, but even hindsight, thinking in hindsight, I had asked the question, um, why do like people feel like there's a gap between Luca and Tatum? And the, the debate wasn't who's better because I think Luca's better. Um, but I didn't think there was a huge gap between like Luca and Tatum, like people think how Luca's just so much better. And a lot of people were giving me, like I was asking them for reasons why people said that they believe there were, was a gap because um, Tatum wasn't consistent enough. You know what I mean? Like he, he'd have good games, bad games, but he, he wasn't as consistent as you need from a, like a superstar. And Luca was as consistent as they come. And that was true then. You know, Luca in seasons, even in his second year, third year, he'd rarely follow up bad games with like, you know, like another bad game. Like he'd always have good games really consistently. You know, he had that streak of like the most 25 and five games. Like he didn't beat, I think he beat MJ for a record like that or something like that. So he's a consistent player. I don't feel that from him this season. Like he's a bit of a wild card at the moment. It's crazy to say, like you're you don't know if you're gonna get a good game from him. And I know that he raised our expectations to the fucking, you know, moon because of how good he was, but that's the whole point. We we need to see those types of results most of the time, if anything. So I just I he didn't play a bad game, I don't feel, but he wasn't all that like great especially in the clutch like he like you said he settled for bad shots and it was just like lazy offense and I understand that again we lacked ball handlers but that's the whole point like why is a Brunson injury like the death of a or team you know what I mean like yeah. <laughs> like that that's just poor roster construction and like you said as long as a team is the way it is please don't utter Western Conference finals or don't don't put that into the universe with the, how the team looks. The team's not good enough for that. They're just not. So until Cuban or um, Nico or whatever, until they want to do something about it, like roster-wise, we just have to wait and see. And I hope they do something about it because at the same time, I understand that there's money involved here and Cuban's probably thinking of, title contention or he's not spending money on to make a great team but if you think of the fans and our enjoyment like we'd like for the team to be better than what it is you're they're hoping Luca can prop it up but that's not fair especially to put that on him especially in a season where he's trying to you know adjust and he's trying to play by you know like new rules not saying that's affecting his play but you know like new rules he's trying to um play with a new ball he's like playing under a new coaching staff like there's not a lot of newness and he's trying to adjust so thinking that he can prop up a team and uh, Porzingis is helping I'm not saying that it's just him and Porzingis isn't doing anything because Porzingis is playing great right now but at the end of the day everything starts and ends with Luca because at the end of the day guard play and shot creators you know, those wing type players, wings, guards, shot creators, they're running in terms of, especially in terms of floor raising, 
they're running the league. If you can't play make or like handle the ball and shot create for yourself, um, you're not going to be a floor raiser. <laughs> like you just can't. You have the tools to be. That's why Porzingis, he's he as great as he was playing in those, you know, three games that they played without Luca, they didn't win because he doesn't have that, um, even though they were close games, he doesn't have that, you know, capability, forward-raising capability to kind of pull out a win like that. He just, he can't do it. That's not how his game is. That's Luca. So, which is why everything regarding the team starts and ends with him. So I just don't want it to be that way. And I know they don't want to, they don't want it to be that way either because they say it, you know, Jason Kidd, that quote that people killed him for, he was trying to say essentially the same thing that they want to win without Luca, but they have not put themselves in the best position to do so. They have kind of handicapped themselves already. So it's like, um, help yourself out <laughs> I think that's my message to them like if you want all those things you got to help yourself out you got to get guys that can create their own shot or play make and all that you got to help yourself out you can't this team isn't I, I feel like the sample size is large enough to see that yeah there's factors that maybe hinder things like you know Porzingis's bubble injury or um, COVID last year at the end of the day, this team hasn't done a damn thing. <laughs> There's enough data. Like, it, it, it's just, it's not, stop trying with it. Like, it's time to move on. And right now, as long as these guys are here, and I think they will be until at least the trade deadline, if, if they do make moves, I don't think it would be until the trade deadline. Or if they're really, like, past that December 15th. Like, if they, let's say they go on a losing streak, like, right now. <laughs> and, um that December 15th deadline, they might jump the gun a bit early. But other than that, I don't, I, I just see this team as being what it is. And since that's going to be the case, I'm going to adjust my expectations and look at the team as like a lower seated, maybe even a upper echelon like playing team, like seven or eight, but I would say six seed definitely around here. The, it, the, the only reason we have a playing team is because of injury. If Denver and I'll even say the Lakers had their injury shit together, we'd be looking at the playing. But I think by default, we're gonna be top six. Yeah, I think so too. That's why I'm. Yeah, I, I was leaning top six, um, mostly. Yeah, because yeah, like you're right, Denver. I think yeah, they're gonna fall because of their situation. And um, yeah, like you said, the Lakers. I think we can play. You know, kind of um fight with the Lakers for that top six spot Blades they're coming to but yeah yeah you're right so I I just I yeah last night's loss like you said not to overreact but we're overreacting this is kind of the whole point of this but um yeah I just that was a telling loss like you said the team is not up to par and that's that's unfortunate I hope they can build us a fun team at least build a fun team. I feel like the team's not even really all that fun anymore. Like, yeah, that, that, a, no, I didn't mean to cut you. I'll finish your thought. I apologize. Well, I was saying like the Hawks. They're like a fun team. They're a team that no, they're not contenders, but they can make a deep playoff run. You know, they're fun to watch. They have a lot of talented guys. At the end of the day, people want to watch talent. You know what I mean? 
the Bulls, they're a team where, I mean, you could argue, debate about their ceiling, but they're going to make a deep playoff run. Are they contenders? No, but they're a fun team. They have a lot of talent. We are not like that. You know, like Luca's okay, but even Luca's not like his regular self, but he's good. Obviously, he's going to make a great player to in every given game, but we have no one else to fall back on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other than like Porzingis, that's it. Like, I just, damn, it's, it's just the team's getting, it's very stale. I, it changes needed. Yeah, I, uh, as an aside, real quick, I had a thought and I want to get your opinions on it. You know, I watched Embiid play uh, with the Minnesota Philly game. And then I, you know, I've been watching the Lakers, I watch AD without Brian and even with Brian, and you watch Porzingis. And it's just like we be killing these bigs and like, I'll give you an example. Embiid had a good counting stats game, but his ass turned the ball over at the end of the game again, right? So my question is, do we blame him? Like, you know, he had like eight turnovers, I think, that game seven where they got packed up by Atlanta. But my the thing I keep coming back to is your big shouldn't be having to do that shit anyway. And we I, sometimes because, like, those are, I guess, unicorn dudes are expectations unrealistic for bigs and a star quote-unquote star bigs in the league right now like because i who i just Embiid to me is the best case and i throw joker in his own little category because he's a big-ass point guard but of just like traditional bigs that do the things we anchor a defense and give you some side creation is it just are we as fans unrealistic with our expectations for? Um, I'm going to say no, just because these are expectations these guys have for themselves at the end of the day, too. Like, the guys that you named, yeah. these are guys that want the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, AD wants the ball. Like, he doesn't want, you know, he wants the ball. Embiid wants the ball. Of course, he just wants the ball. So, if you want the ball, you got to be able to handle it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be able to do some shot creation if you want the ball um, as much as they want the ball. So I think there's a big right now with how some of these bigs want to play and how the game is now. I feel like there's still a bit of separation there. And like back in the day when Shaq was getting his touches and all these bigs were getting their touches, that was when the game was played at the post. So it made sense for you to, if you had a big unstoppable kind of player in the post, it made sense to dump the ball into the post. That's a guaranteed bucket every time. In today's case, where these guys aren't even like dominant post scorers apart from Embiid and Jokic, which is why they're so much better than all these other centers. Um, Unless you're a dominant like post scorer, it doesn't make sense for you to like realistically get the ball in the post as much as they would probably like, or um, you're not as great as a ball handler to be, or even not just ball handler, but playmaker. If you get doubled in the post and you're turning the ball over because you, you don't necessarily have the vision to, you know, pass out of double teams effectively and consistently. So it's like, 
it does not make sense for these guys to get the ball as much as they do. However, they want the ball. So if you want the ball, expectations are going to come when you have the ball. That's how I see it, which is why I don't think um, we have too much expectations for them because at the end of the day, it can be done. I know you put Jokic in his own category, but he's amazing. Like he's proof that it can be done, but you have to be elite, (laughs) like elite, elite. I love Jokic, but has he really? Because what what they made the Western Conference Finals once? Like yeah, but th- there's other factors as to why I feel like he hasn't won yet, and even that run, it was um the team wasn't ready yet, yeah. like to, to to win like that. And even now, I feel like he's just so dominant right now, and he's such a floor raiser and a ceiling raiser that. If they were healthy, I look at them as like you know like nah, contenders. They, contenders. They, they were my pick to win it all. If they exactly, they told yeah. Jamal Murray got hurt last year. Yeah, last year I was picking them to come out the West. Yeah, the Lakers are vulnerable. Like the Suns are good, but I I think a healthy Nuggets team can you know do some things. But um, but I I just think my whole point with that was that um, I think these bigs un, until they get their egos checked like the way how Anthony Davis wants to play and it's part of the reason why he wants to play power forward too he wants to operate at the post like the post and you know so he can face up take jumpers um he wants to do all that he doesn't really want to do the rim running and that's where he's most dominant at to me it's kind of same thing with Porzingis like he I felt like last year granted he was coming off the injury but last year he wasn't really rolling like that he was popping and hanging out, you know, behind the three-point line. And he has a tendency to kind of do that, too, sometimes where he wants to pop and get the ball every single time he popped, regardless of or instead of trying to mix it up. So I think these guys, self-awareness, you know, that's the that's the buzzword for this podcast. But um, <laughs> I feel like these guys, not really, I feel like these guys have to be self-aware and understand what the game has evolved into and how they can fit in, you know, at the end of the day. And I'm not saying this means that Anthony Davis has to be a role player or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that um, it's hard being the guy that's responsible for kind of raising the floor of a team. It is hard, especially when you don't have the skill set for it. And guys like AD and, you know, Porzing is a lot of big guys or kind of star or in that mold of star big men, they fall in this category. They have the expectations, but not necessarily the skill set. Cat too, I would say cat too, even cat. Yep. Like they don't have the they don't have the skill set. They have the expectations, but not the skill set for yeah. it. And it's just unfortunate. And, and that's my fault. I I was I was referencing the uh Philly Minnesota game and didn't bring yeah. up uh didn't bring up Cap because I think he's just like I I can watch I see he's good but like I, I just don't know man these dudes why do they team stink when they're the primary option and Embiid is better than these other guys Embiid's better than Anthony Davis I don't give a damn championship, he is, he is. championship he is. ring or not like when Embiid was when Anthony Davis was asked to do what Joanne would be do, was doing, and he was making the playoffs, what, twice? In but, seven. I mean, I think, 
think thinking about it more, I think healthy, yes. But health is a question mark for you know both of them. But they both went as far. Like even AD, AD went to the second round of the playoffs. Embiid went to the second round. So I don't think Embiid has had crazy amounts of more success. I mean, it was a Kawhi shot from the finals. Yeah, but still. I mean, you know, and I, you know, I, well, I know I'm but saying, AD, I think AD that. But went to the Warriors. It was the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. So they both have a case. Nobody wants to be in those Warriors. Uh, you raise a good point. I just, I don't know. I, I look at it, at the end of the day, I think some of our conversation around tall man, poor, KP had a, a mid game last night, so I'm not going to call him tall man, but sometimes when I see like criticism of him about his contract, I kind of laugh because like it's like 40 dudes in the league that make within three to $4 million of him. And he's better than like half of them. So it's like we like there is no such thing as a player outside of dudes that make all NBA that really quote unquote earn their money. It's like 12 dudes that deserve a max contract, but it's like 40 of them that make around that money. So I it's just it's I'm not saying we should be crying any tears for Christos Porzingis by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying. Like, it's a lot of dudes in the money still in the league still in money. It, it ain't our money, so and it, I don't care one way or another. And I don't think it's contract. I don't think it's based on the fact they've had a max cap slot two out of three years. He's been on this contract and ain't did shit with it. I don't even think that's a. I don't think it's a big burden. Just to keep it real. But that's a, another conversation for another day. I just um. Man, I just don't know what we're going to do. I think we need a real big. I think Jason Kidd, like, I've somewhat been a, a Jason Kidd. I won't say apologist. I just didn't, I just wasn't going to assume he stunk, right? And I didn't, and based on some of the decisions I'd seen him make, I wasn't like, eh, you know, coaches do weird stuff. You, If you watch a lot of teams around the NBA, even good coaches do weird stuff. Even championship winning coaches do stuff where you be like, man, that shit don't really make sense. But well, I'm not in the locker room. I'm I'm not on their analytics department, so I can't necessarily speak on it per se, right? But I don't know. I'm starting to worry with Jason Kidd. I don't even know if like I look at this roster and they do certain things I don't like, but the question, I don't even know if he stinks. And I need I, to me, I feel as an organization. We can't, we don't even know if, I don't even know if Rick is washed as much as I think he is. I don't, I don't know for a fact because I just look at this roster. It all comes back to this goddamn roster. This roster don't make sense. We got five centers and all of them are bad. How is that a thing? Yeah, I, they, I, I still think something happened in the offseason where some trade didn't happen because them still accepting Willie Collie Stein's option still doesn't make sense to me. No. Especially if they were um yeah, no, it just didn't make sense to me. No, um, they the especially and I know they didn't want to take back Moses, so that might make it look worse than it is, but I I I still don't um I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they if they know what they are doing, but I just want them. I mean, I can only hope at this point. We can only hope that um, 
they were just playing kind of possum in the offseason and just testing things out rather than trying to shake the table and that they're kind of waiting, you know, to do so. There, there is a part of me that thinks that. Like, there's a part of me that's like, they know this roster stinks. They know Willie Colley stinks. Willie Colley sign stinks. But I do think, I don't care what the situation, KP can't play the five full time. Like, he just can't. KP is low-key kind of a a hack when he's only run protector. Plus, physically, you you can't. You got to protect him from fouls. You got to protect him from. uh, He he can't guard the other scoring big or offensive threat big and rim protect. He's going to foul out. So, I know you can't do it full time. But, man, you got to get a better. If if you're going to play two bigs as often as we do you gotta get somebody better man you gotta get somebody better than what we got and the thing that bothers me is like when you look around the league when you look at like Daniel Gafford I I know this is reactionary because we just played him but he ain't that good and he wasn't acquired for like the opportunity cost to get him or a player like him isn't massive right but we never like we don't hit on that that's worse than anything and it's this ain't even a Luca era thing. This is just basically we gave up everything for Eric Dampier's bum ass. I remember, I'm like, as Jay, you, this is where like us old Mavs fans, like Eric Dampier wasn't that good, and he made a lot of money. And I seriously think he's better than all all the centers we have right now. I'd rather take him. He, he wouldn't have let Dan, Daniel Gaffer shit all over us last night. I can tell you at least that much. Yeah, and it's that just, was so demoralizing. It was. You know, it was screaming every time he dunking and shit like screaming. You know, yeah, that shit was so demoralizing. It was. It was, and it was like, dude, I uh, the app I watch on it uh, for some odd reason, it's been glitching out lately, and like it'll flick over every once in a while to the SAP, to the Spanish uh, Spanish telecast, yeah. and like, dude, they're. I don't know if the Spanish announcers are like closer to the court. Dog, when that shit was on there, you can hear him. He was talking cash shit. Him and Montrez Harrell were killing. Like, dog, I was embarrassed because you could hear exactly what they were saying, like verbatim. And it was just like, dude, we can't have this. We can't have this. We can't, we can't get done like that. And, you know, they weren't even really, in my opinion, they weren't like, a lot of the points in the paint, they were getting off dribble penetration. So as yeah. much as much as our center stink, our perimeter defense was bad. And this is where like Luca was still somewhat given buckets. He was. He was still somewhat given buckets, but it, it it wasn't defensively. He was food. Oh, he was food. And they was targeting him for being food. And no, it, it, it just killed every it, I I it just was bad. It just was bad. There, honestly, this might be a hot take, but I don't really care. They're not, that's another reason why they're not contending or they won't contend right now as well. Not just the roster construction, but until Luca gets better on defense, they're not going to contend. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, that's just the truth. Like, if you think about, um, like, teams that have won, Unless your 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 star, when was the last team that won 
that didn't have a generational defensive talent. So I'm not going to count Golden State. Like Steph Curry is not a world beater on defense, but at the end of the day, he's not horrible. And two, they have Draymond Green. So, so, and there's not too many of Draymond Greens in the league. So it's not even that feasible to get one. So that leaves who in terms of finals, the main guy or the best player or one of the best players, have they been horrible on defense? I don't think so. Kawhi, two-way player. Giannis, two-way player. LeBron, two-way player. Um, you got to go back to Dirk <laughs> or exactly. Steph. Or, I mean, Steph, but you already crossed uh, Yeah, and then Dirk and Dirk's um, situation, if you look at the team, the team had great defenders. Like, Mary and Sean Mary, to argue, was a very special, very, very special defender. Dude. Even though he didn't have, you know, all defensive teams. There's a there's this phrase I use called I use it too much, but I say like a certain player was built in a lab to play with another player, and like Tyson Chandler, Sean Marion were built in a lab to fix Luka Doncic, uh, Luka Doncic, to fix Dirk's Dirk's uh, defensive problems. Like they just were perfect. They could switch on smalls. They could switch on bigs. That you know they weren't food, and you could hide Dirk. And we need to be able to hide Luca. But exactly, it wasn't even the thing is they were targeting Luca. But it ain't like when they didn't. It, I hate to say it, it, hell, we was giving up food from everybody. Like that, that's, that's the thing. The that's point. Like, we was like it wasn't even when they decided to give Luca a break. The mother dudes weren't locking nobody up either. It was. That's the point. Like, the team's not good enough defensively to do anything. So, regardless of where that, that's the, I think that's just the overall point that people are, quite frankly, just ignoring. Like, the defense is fake. Like, whatever metrics say, oh, we're better than this, even the eye test shows that we're slightly better, but being marginally better from being shit isn't good. <laughs> if you were shit and you're slightly better, you're just, a little less shitty you're not good so i think people kind of conflate the two scenarios and that leaves unwarranted expectations and i think that's a lot of that is just surrounding this maps team they're not gonna get contention and all that out of your head they're not contending for anything especially with that defense like you said like luca i it's 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 bad and it's his, especially his off-ball defense. And if you spend majority of your defensive possessions off the ball, which he does, everyone, most people do, if you do that, if you're horrid off-ball, how are you going to be a positive defender? It's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard um, for that bad off-ball. So um, it's effort. It's um, it's perhaps scheme, I don't know, but until that gets better, um, they can forget about contending, honestly. This is my thing. We've watched this team enough. Me and you watch enough basketball to know, like, there's only so many goddamn schemes that exist. Like, you know what I mean? There's some things that could be better here and there, but I don't know, like, man, I guess having play zone, get really, really good at playing zone, but 
in the year of our Lord, 2021, that can't be your base offensive set. I mean, defensive set. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just, like this whole being a fan and being this, I guess, little content creators that we are, like, dude, it kind of stinks because it just comes back to, we talk about the same shit over and over again with this team. And it's just getting to the point, I'm not going to lie, this week, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I didn't want to do this today because it's the same shit over and over again. I'd rather kept watching football because we keep re rehashing the same thing over and over again. And yes, I know we got injuries. And do I think we'll be better? Yeah, sure. But we all know where this is going. And what's crazy is we know where this is going, even with like Porzingis is healthy. He he didn't play great last night, but I think that was I don't I don't totally blame him for all that. But he's playing well. Jalen Brunson has gotten better. I'll be honest, Jalen Brunson's been better this season than I ever thought he would be in his NBA career. And we still just hide. And that shit kills me. Because it's like those are two things I didn't think would happen. They happen. And we still not that good. And they got to make a move. They got to. And I, I know, like, I know Cuban and Nico and all of them. I think that's why they brought him in here to make stuff shake. Low-key Nico going to get us flick for tampering because he be in every star's ear. Like, like I'm hoping to see some fruition come from that. He was all in Bradley, Bradley Bill's grill yesterday. But we got to make some shake, and I just – I don't think we got assets. It's not even a willingness to. It's just when I hear people say, yeah, we need to make a trade, we need to make a trade. I don't think we have the assets until draft night to change the course of our – franchise unless Chris Paul and Steph Curry get hurt like if those dudes is healthy if they gonna be what they gonna be I just don't see what we could do I don't see I don't like even let's say best case scenario Drogic shows up we get Eric Gordon and uh we take I don't know Tristan Thompson for the traded player exception how good does that do, do, do those things make us really? Tristan Thompson ain't no defensive anchor. He better than the bums we got, but he ain't guaranteeing us no goddamn good defense. Oh so. yeah, no, 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 no. That that's just that that's kind of the point though. Like it's it's as the Mavs, do you want to be a team that can compete, potentially make a deep playoff run, but aren't necessarily contenders? But it's produce you produce better um like you put out a better product or do you want to keep the same team and keep trotting along and wait to pounce that's kind of the two scenarios because you're right at this current moment they don't have anything to kind of launch them into that contention that's kind of that's a ways away so you can either keep building towards that and be stagnant or put yourself in a position that you can keep building towards that but along the way you make little moves like that like like you just say again Tristan, Tristan Thompson get Dragic or something um to make yourself a much more fun team I like that route regardless it's not yeah, yeah. it's a contention but it's much more fun to watch at least as a as a somewhat knowledgeable fan it lets me lie to myself enough to think like, well, just maybe if things break, because like right now I can't even lie to myself. And, I, and I'm not someone that's like, oh, we're bad because the point differential, like 
you know, people made a big deal about Xavier's article. And like, I understand why people were upset. I do think it's a little disingenuous to do a whole season sample size in which Luca missed six games for the whole season up against numbers where he missed three games in like a 16 game sample size. Cause obviously his, he's there, he's basically the team. So he's missed a much greater percentage of games, but everything else he said was right about how it feels like he, it, I just, I, th- I just don't think the numbers necessarily are, are the definitive answer. Right. I, I, I don't like using small samples and extrapolating over time when there's stuff like injury and things of that nature. Cause hell we were worse after this point last year and we obviously turned it around, but there's no guarantee that's going to happen this year. But if you took our 17, 18 or 16 game sample size from the first 16 games of last year, as shit as we've been, I think those numbers this year are better than last year. So I, I, I just, I don't know, man. The team just is cooked. It ain't, we can blame coaching. We can talk till we're blue in the face. You're talking about the same shit over and over again. I'm hoping this time next week, we can talk about Drogic showing up. I hope they go on a win streak, but and I hope Luca. you know, I, I complain about his defense. I do think his injury has turned him from being a bad defender or mediocre defender to just, hey, we're targeting him every time we come down the court. But still, we just, I don't know, man. We just cooked. We talking about Frank Nilakina. Like, we're hoping Frank Nilakina uh, is, is is coming back to save us. And it's just like, dog, it's Frank Nilakina and his five points a game. Like, he's a good defender, but he can pass a little bit. But a real team isn't living and dying with Frank Nilakina. I don't know. It, it, oof, we just really, 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 really need to to even make like a small on the margins move. Use the TPE to get Tristan Thompson or Derek Favors or something of that nature. Um, I don't even know if Derek, I think Derek Favors might make too much money to fit in that, but I I, I think he's available for damn near free. Yeah. Or something like that, so. We just need to make that move first because I almost think, I don't know, what do you think is a real big and another ball handler? What's the bigger need? Um, honestly, at this point, I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't, I think at this point, before I would say another ball handler was a bigger need, but at this point, it's clear that, um, especially with how they want to play Porzingis, um, it's just clear that um, both is maybe equally pressing. So whichever one they can get, whichever one is better. Like if you have a package that can get you, if the big is better than the ball handler, take the big. The ball handler is better than the big takes the ball handler. That's how I feel like they should be approaching the situation. Because in my mind, I think I think they know Drogic is showing up. I, I and he, I mean, he's played one game in the last five weeks, dog. Like he looked good in that one game, but 
he what is Roger, 35 now or 36? Like I think he's 34, 35. Okay. E- either way it goes, like once again, what are we talking about? Um yeah. it, I, I like Drogic. I'm a pretty big fan of Drogic. Like I'm ready for him to come. I do think he would help. Maybe he is sandbagging, but no, we need Drogic and somebody else. And, and even if Jalen comes back, even if Luca comes back, I still don't know if Drogic will be enough. But he would help. He would help. Um, just the thing I keep coming back to. SJ, do you think we have enough? Do you think we have enough wing defenders to be a real team? Forget, um, forget offense, forget shot creation. We're going to go into battle, fighting for our lives with Reggie Bullock, Dorian. I guess Maxie. I guess do you do yeah. you, you call Maxie a wing defender? Yeah. Um I in theory we should, right? Because even if you include Frank who yeah. can hold his own on wings. Yeah. Josh Green, who doesn't even play, but, you know, you can stick him on a wing and be not think the worst is going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even Sterling Brown. Shannon's little brother. Shannon's yeah. little brother playing small ball four was, uh, was yeah. actually, like, not bad. Not bad, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you have these guys in theory. But in reality, I mean, it's it's hard to judge wing defenders, or it's hard to look at wing defenders without um, kind of good bigs behind them, good defensive bigs behind them, because a lot of their aggression and value comes from having a good rim protecting big as well. Like Mikael Bridges is a great defender, like on his own, but. You know, having Aiton in the back helps. You know, I'm, I'm sure it helps a lot. Um, and we don't have those guards that can um, strap up regardless. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a, a Alonzo or Alex Caruso. Like, they're defensive anchors, you can argue, for the Bulls as um, guards, which uh, is very... I, I don't think that's an argument. I think right now that's an objective statement of fact. They are... Yeah, and that's rare. Destructive. Yeah, and that's rare. We don't have those guys, you know. Finney Smith, he's not he's not that guy. Like they say, oh, he's always he's the best defender, he's our best wing defender, all that. He's not really a stopper. And I if you look at all these teams at the top, they have a special defender. You know, you can have that that's a commonality. Um Golden State, they have Draymond. Um the Suns, they have um the Suns, they have um, like Mikhail, Aiton. And um, if you look at um, the Bucks, they have Giannis. So it's like you need to have a special defense. Yes. So you need to have um, a special defensive anchor, in my opinion, um, to really be that kind of team. And we don't. So we have a lot of work to do roster wise. Yeah. It, um, I like Reggie Bullock. I think he's a really good defender, but he ain't generational. Um, they are playing the passing lanes better. KP is protecting the rim, but man, that man ain't, he, he has no lateral quickness. Um, it's not as bad as it was, but he, he, that ju- he just ain't about that life. And I don't know, man. Um, 
You want to get into uh, League Pass Game of the Week? Yes. Okay. So let me just pull it up real quick. Pull up my notes. Mama go first. Okay. And um, my League Pass Game of the Week, we'll take a look at. It has to decide between. Yeah, I'll do it. I, I, you know, the Bulls, the Bulls are a team that we kind of, um, you know, I, I didn't think they'd be as good as they've showed, but they starting to come back to earth just a little bit. Um, but they play in Charlotte, who, I don't know, man. I, I just, because the Mavs think I just want to watch good basketball. So, damn it, I want to watch the Bulls play Charlotte. Like, I think these teams are both coming back to earth, but they're entertaining. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah. I know I'm going to enjoy the game I watch. I like the way both those teams play. Uh, Charlotte is fun to watch. The way Chicago is playing right now is fun to watch. So, I think I, that, that's the game I'm on, that's catching my eye right now. Um, I don't have any agenda games that I really, that I see on this list. So, we're going to roll with... Uh, Chicago and Charlotte on actually that's tomorrow night. And then my uh national game. Yeah. Uh, I just saw it. Did I just lose it? Yeah, that same night, uh Tuesday, we got Golden State of Phoenix. Uh yeah, that was my game. Yeah, that I mean I think that's appointment TV. I, yeah. I'm, not ha I'm happy basketball season for my sons hasn't started yet because uh, I'm really, really happy to be able to catch game, uh, games like that. Tuesday was usually our soccer night. So Tuesday's going to be basketball night. So I'm ready, I'm happy I can catch some of these games before January starts. So I'm looking forward to that. How about yourself? Yeah. yeah, I, I want to see that um, Warriors-Suns game as well. That should be great. And I also wanted to see, I wanted to watch a little more. I have not watched jazz basketball or even Blazers basketball a lot. So I wanted to maybe catch that on Monday, Blazers jazz. Blazers jazz? Nice. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. All right, ma'am, that's, uh, that's all I have. You got anything else you want to get off your chest before we uh, we end this joint? No, sir. Um, I'm just going to say I don't like doing predictions. But if the Mavs are not, don't take, don't finish this next week, like three and one. At worst, two and two. Man, it's time to, it's time to do something drastic. But mm -hmm. we'll see. We got a favorable schedule, but. Every time I say we should win based on the schedule, we don't. This is three straight times I felt we should have won due to the schedule, and we didn't. So we'll see. Um, I'll wrap this up, guys. Thank y'all for listening to another week. I am Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again uh, with young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Thank y'all for listening for another week. We holler at y'all. Peace.